As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with my partner, James Bernard. What a pleasure. Great to be here. Collecting difficult moments in relationship is our topic, and I thought it would be interesting. We're sort of spontaneous and sort of not. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about how important it is to, instead of dramatizing a hard time, to actually collect those hard times to see the teaching in each of them and to move forward with each other when you do have a hard time mm -hmm. with a little more information, yep. new information. I have uh, the inspiration that came for this was from when you many, many months ago got in front of our team. I have a, a doTERRA team, beautiful network marketing team, many thousands of families all over the world. and. James got up in front of us on a video and began to teach live about how important it is to collect no's, to collect rejections as you move through your business. And we were all kind of, you know, cocking our heads to the side going, what is he talking about? And what we learned from you is, has been invaluable to the whole team. It is be out there so much that you get as many no's, as many rejections as you can, because that means in the midst of all those rejections, you're going to get really true yeses. Right. It means you're pushing yourself. You're out on your edge. You're um, exploring new territory. Mm. And, and anytime you're pushing that way, uh, you're expanding. Right. So no's are actually very positive. And I don't think you can have true good yeses without a lot of no's. Right. And... I have this beautiful piece by our friend Diego, also known as Young Pueblo, that I think drives this entire little episode. Mm. I want a love that doesn't break, one that gives me water when I am consumed by fire, one that offers me shelter when I am lost, one that helps me see that the hero I am looking for is me. So beautiful. I love that. He called it partners. It's perfect. It's really quite the opposite of codependence. That's talking about being, yeah. being radically independent and uh, coming into a relationship with your partner as a full individual person. Yes. And, and, think, and I, helping the other person see that the hero they're actually looking for is not you, it's themselves. Correct. So it's two individual people coming together and creating a third thing, which is a couple. You're reading this book called Self-Therapy right now, which is really the culmination of four or five years of really strong work that you've done on yourself, and I'm really proud of you about it. This book has helped both of us, actually, and mm -hmm. 
I'm not even reading it. You're just explaining it to me as you go. Just <laughs> <laughs> my how the tables have turned. And I thought it might be nice for you to talk about how all the parts of ourselves that you're reading about in this book and learning about, all these parts of ourselves uh, come together in coupleship, mm. sometimes to great effect and sometimes to a very deleterious effect because the parts of ourselves that are coming together are sometimes unresolved, unhealed right. children. Furthermore, each one of those parts of ourselves has what's called a protector. Mm. And yeah. so I just thought that would be interesting to talk about it because I feel like that happens to us a lot and we're now learning how funny it is. It's a really interesting way to decode uh, yourself and also a relationship. Um, each of us has exiles, which are unresolved portions of ourselves or mm. traumatic events that we weren't able to process at the time. Uh, so what happens is we lock them away and in front of them, we put a protector. And a protector could be any series of, uh, let's say, people. One could be an intellectualizer. One could be a firefighter. All, everything that we consider to be a defense mechanism is basically a protector. And that protector is protecting the current version of you from the pain that that unresolved child would be feeling. Correct. So the, okay. the thought is that the protector is uh, thinks that you're unable to handle, you'd be flooded with the emotions of that younger, unresolved portion of yourself. So the key really is to work from self, to work from your truest, most, who are you when everything is stripped away? Who's the base love person that you are? Mm. Work from that point of view. Speak to the protectors, get them to step aside because they can trust you, mm. and then work directly with that exile. And understand the motivation and treat it like an individual person. Actually ask them questions and allow for an answer. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful process. So let's say a couple is having a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the couple is listening to this podcast. Like okay. we are, correct. <laughs> okay. And um, that person is trying to figure out what their motivation is amidst an argument that is really, whatever, galling, difficult to them. When they think about it, they begin to see that this is their seven-year-old self. Mm -hmm. And this seven-year-old self is really sad because they feel abandoned or whatever the case may be. Right. And it turns out that they figure out that the person who's actually in the argument with their partner is this protector Correct. of that seven-year-old self. And it turns out furthermore that there are two protectors having the argument. Or I could bring three protectors to the argument. I could bring any number of protectors. So, yeah, it becomes quite a complicated scenario. Right. But I'm just saying at the in the moment of the argument, it's really not the people having Correct. the argument. It's not the couple having the argument. It's the protectors. Right. The and pro that, to me, is saving my life. Mm. Because now I see that it's not you and me having some sort of, you know, dramatic disagreement it's the protector of the unresolved child in me correct right. the protector of the unresolved child in you 
in these two households that were, you know, yours was, I think, a little bit worse than mine, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but pretty volatile. And here we are, 40 years later, 50 years later, you know, getting into altercations that aren't really belonging to us. Correct. I think very often arguments are just misunderstandings. So you might say something. I grew up in an addicted household. I took a lot of um, verbal abuse, and that made me extremely sensitive to criticism. Mm. So you might say something that is just a remark, but I might view it as criticism. That sets off a trigger in me. My protector steps in, blends with me, and takes over the conversation. I might say something that triggers you, and then your protector steps in, blends with you, and then we have the two protectors uh, battling it out. At the heart of it, you and I love each other, mm-hmm. and if we can get all of the uh, all of the static out of the air and just come back to that, um, we're in good shape. So often, arguments are misunderstandings. They're just, I thought I heard one thing, you heard something else, and then down it goes. Right. And I think one of the most important things that we've learned from all the work that we've done, particularly with the Handel Group, absolutely, and, is to apologize as soon as possible and forgive as soon as possible so that nothing can simmer or fester in the relationship. Apology is important, but I think I have to step up and say, hey, I got my feelings hurt there. There's no, there's no apology without someone coming forward and expressing their feelings. So locking it away and not saying it or uh, putting it away, holding a grudge is a very dangerous uh, scenario. Right. And that's something you've been working on a lot. And it's not been easy for you to express anger. Mm. But you are now. Or, or even just expressing needs. Yeah. Like, hey, what you said, uh, can you say that again? Because it hurt my feelings. Right. And then often, you know, oh, it's it's the end of the month or I'm busy, you know, don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't all, take that personally. All people in doTERRA just started laughing really hard. Yeah. The end of the month. It's, here's the thing. There's a, there's a function within us that wants to protect us. There's a function within us that needs to, you know, set a boundary or ask for what we need. Mm-hmm. And there's a function within us that just needs love. Right. And all these things need to be nurtured. One of the things that I've been uh, working on is accessing my anger. Uh, for me, that was very difficult. I was, I had a hard time growing up, um, and I didn't believe that. I had a right to be angry about anything. I had to make sure everybody else was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a placator. So my defense mechanism was, are you okay? Are you okay? Everything's okay? Good. So very, it was, it was hard for me to express my own needs or certainly get angry. I was so afraid of anger. Um, but over the years, I've, I've learned to, I've learned that it's a healthy, boundary it it helps if something is being taken away from you healthy anger can be really good 
it's often viewed as a negative emotion, but it's not. I think it's one of the, it is one of the five basic emotions. I think if you're listening to this and you're feeling like you resonate with what James is saying, this is a good practice for you just to, just practice feeling your anger. Mm. Practice expressing it in healthy ways. I have a bone in my body, which is the exact opposite of this, which is I have no problem expressing my anger. In fact, it's too much often. And I'm learning, I've learned over the last probably 10 years now how to mitigate it, and Mm. I'm getting better all the time, but that's definitely, I'm the opposite of this. Mm. And so in a couple, in terms of when we have a difficult moment, what I'm learning is, How can I be more awake to who is actually angry in here? Mm -hmm. What part of me is angry in here? That's been the revelation of the last couple months. And I've started to see the part of me that's angry has nothing to do with the current me, Mm -hmm. like who I am Mm -hmm. in this moment. It's some tiny eye with a little dot on top of it that belongs to the past. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I think that's important information if you're listening to this and you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I don't express anger enough or, oh, I do express anger too much. Look deeply inside and we'll post the links to these to the book uh, Self-Therapy because I think it's really well written and mm-hmm. easy to follow. And there's actually workbooks I think I saw on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Look deeply inside and see who is speaking or feeling or thinking for you at any given moment. And know that the difficult moment that you seem to be gathering up right now is actually for your greatest, highest good. I also want to point out, though, that I think your, let's say your fire or your anger and my temperance, my water, they come together very well. And I think that part of the reason that we work as a couple is because uh, there's a polarity between us. And over time, as I've been discovering my anger or uh, as I've been changing, um, I think our roles are shifting and you're allowing yourself to be more subdued, more, dare I say, feminine, and I'm becoming more masculine. So it's a dance and like all healthy couples, you have to change and you have to shift with each other and grow. And I believe that our polarities are shifting in a really healthy way. Um, I love seeing you in your dresses. <laughs> I haven't stopped wearing dresses for four years, five years now. They're beautiful. Yeah. But it, it's, I think it, it, in a healthy relationship, it's not a planet with a sun going around it. It's two suns and one sun can circle the other sun and then the other can, it, you can, you can do a dance where you switch it off. And I think we're entering a healthy phase now where I have enough weight that we're really starting to shift roles in a beautiful way. I agree with that. I lead, you lead. Yeah. It's not a competition. It's a, no. it's a, it's a passing of a baton in a beautiful way. I agree. I'm glad and grateful. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, uh, if you're listening to this and you're feeling a little lost in your coupleship, in your partnership, Just take the time, as we said, to look through yourself and see what unresolved part 
of you is acting and what protector is trying to protect that unresolved part of you. It's such a good practice and it's so interesting and it does take time. So if you have a meditation practice, it's probably nice to take some time after your meditation to write about this because that's when you're most open and most available in your heart space. And there's one other book that I wanted to mention that Aneta gave us called We Do by Stan Tatkin. And it's teaching us how to sort of build a container of our relationship that has been very comforting and also empowering to us as a unit. Because the individuality is, of course, super important, but the teachings in this book lead to creating what he calls a couple bubble, which I think is really nice. And a lot of couples I see... They don't take care of each other in public. And they do in private, perhaps. Maybe. But I see all the time the man is sort of like hilariously putting the woman down in public and everybody laughs, but really it's not that funny. No, that's an insecurity. Or the woman puts her man down in public (laughs) and says something, you know, in a way to ridicule him. And that's not pretty. Not at all. So I, I, I believe this book is actually a very good resource if you're going through that as well. Just It's a nice way to write a contract. So it's really for newlyweds or people who are entering into the marriage agreement. Uh, it sets out really good guidelines for how to, it's almost like a constitution. You're creating a country together. What are we going to do? How are we going to manage this? Yeah, it's a beautiful resource. Even though we're never getting married. Never. <laughs> I, I still, do love you though. I still love you to death. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so glad that you were able to sit down with me today. Hopefully we can do this again on some other topics. I would love that. And I love you very much. Love you too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health 
arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.